evening everybody, hope that we're well. Ryan Hartley here from Always Better Than Yesterday. <clears throat> Welcome to episode 39, episode 39 of the Always Better Than Yesterday interview sessions. Um, I am just going to send some invites, let me just say thank you for taking the time to catch up on replay, just just take a hashtag replay in the, in the comments, let me just say thank you for joining. Uh, get you involved in the conversation. If you're catching up on YouTube or the podcast, thank you for taking the time out of your day. Hopefully this will inspire you to to come back for more. Um, love for you to like, subscribe. Um, more importantly, just, just enjoy the content. Hope that it just adds some value to your day. Um, and hopefully if you are a returning Always Better Than Yesterday interview session watcher or listener, then it's adding you some value and I'd love for you to just drop some blue love heart emojis. Let me jump in the conversation. Let me appreciate you for being a loyal, long-standing listener of what we're putting out here every Sunday. Just sending some invites. Hope that we've all had a good weekend. This one is going to be an awesome, inspiring story. I have absolutely no doubt about that um, and I look forward to sharing it with you. So, couple of invites going out just to make sure that we can get as many people inspired as possible. If you're watching, I'd love for you to push my face right now and push the share button um, and, and just stick it in the inbox of someone that you think really needs to be inspired by a, a mind over matter story. Some of them might be stuck where they are right now, um, whether that be physically, spiritually, emotionally. Um, yeah, just, just share it with that one person. So we've got loads of people on watching already. Happy days. Um, good. So my guest is sat there watching and waiting. So let me just see if I can... Uh, okay, he's disappeared off the list. So let me just make sure that he is in and he's watching. Then I shall do a bit of an introduction. There we go. Send that invite there. Hopefully it'll join. So there we go. So Phil, I can see that you're there, mate. If you're on your phone landscape, um, for some reason it's not letting me add you to the stream at this stage. So make sure on your phone landscape facing towards you um, and then I'll come back and, and see if I can, can add you. And likewise, Phil, if you've got that little button in the in the corner that helps you request to join the stream, then, then by all means smash that button and and we'll get you on. Lots of blue love hearts coming through. Happy days. Good to see you guys. Nice to see you, Jess, Stacey, Hayley. Loads of people. Phil, Les, Karen, Natalie, Vicky. Loads of people. Esther, how we doing? Kyra, Lauren, happy days. Love, love to see all these names popping up. So... Phil, my guest is just sorting out his phone. Hopefully it will um, overcome some of the challenges and the problems. Um, but let me just introduce kind of why I do these interview sessions. If you've not joined them before, they're all about learning the habits and the mindset of inspiring and successful people. And, and here we are at episode 39 and the 38 people before. Martin, hi. Um, and the 38 people before have just all shared their own insight and inspiring stories. Um, very different backgrounds. Um, each one with a story that's there to inspire the right person you know um, we'll all connect with different things and different you know we're all in different stages of our lives and different things will mean different things to all of us and 
it's been my absolute honour and privilege to speak with some inspiring, incredible people in that mean in that time. Um, and today's going to be no different. So he's still trying to work it out. That's cool. Um, but yeah, this is all about understanding the habits and the mindset. I mean, I have that belief that um, you know it all starts in the mind. I think the way that we think informs that the way we act informs the way we show up and the results that we get. So. It all starts in the mind, um, and I just love learning about other people's thoughts and how they how they train and develop their mind. So, rather than do that to myself, Bethan, Danielle, Jem, have it, good to see you guys. Rather than do that all by myself, I thought I would create this interview session, break some of my own comfort zones, and 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 grow in the process, and spend some time with incredibly inspiring people. Um, let me just message Phil, see how he's getting on. Um, so here's the deal with um, my guest coming on tonight. Um, it's amazing when you start putting out content to the world that is absolutely in line with who you are and what you think and what you believe because um, the world seems to connect you with, with different people. Um, sorry about that. There we go. The The world just seems to go... Um, hang on, I'm just messaging Phil. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> we will get this. Right. Sorry that you've got to look at the boring side of my face. There we go. Right, so we'll just send some more instructions. Hopefully that will start to work. Um, but as I was saying, what was I saying? So when you start putting out the content that is authentic, that is you, it's who you, you know, it's how you want to show up, who, just being yourself, other people then start to connect you with other inspiring, like-minded people. And, and um, you know, my guest coming up tonight is absolutely one of those people. So I had a message from two different people in the same week saying, you need to speak to this guy because he's putting out some awesome content. He's doing some awesome things. Um, and it was awesome that people did that. So Phil is ready to join now. I can bring him on. Um, and hopefully we'll have a great, great conversation for you guys. Let's just add in. Hello, mate. Dude. How are you doing? Very well. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I've got technology working. That's amazing. Step one, overcome. <laughs> Happy days. Yeah. Good to see you, my friend. Good day. Very good. Very good. How about yourself? Yeah, brilliant day. Thank you. They're all good days. All good days. Love it. So do me the honour and privilege, my friend, of introducing yourself and just give us, a, give us an overview of your story. Yeah, so um, June 2010... Um, I was training in the gym in Bath, um, normal morning, normal training session. Um, and I, I, well, I was on the, uh, adductor machine at the time. And for some reason I had a pounding in the back of my head and my left side just went dead. Um, real funny sensation. I managed to get myself, um, off the machine. I don't know how, how I would describe it is the scene from Terminator 2 when uh, the T-2000 goes into the liquid nitrogen. He has to walk from 
he walks and as he starts to walk, his body starts to kind of crumble. Mm. I could walk and I could feel myself shutting down mm. really. But that's how I would describe it. Got to the desk, thought my blood sugar was low. Um, asked for a protein bar, but what came out my mouth wasn't words. It was just, uh, I couldn't even describe it. was just jumble. Yeah. Next thing I know, hit the, hit the floor. Um, had a multitude of people coming around me. Some people were shouting for help. Um, I could I could still feel myself shutting down. Mm. Um, somebody had shouted out, oh, he's, he's, he's had a migraine or something. I know it wasn't a migraine. And I actually, I thought I was on death. So I thought this was it. I thought this, I'm going now. Um, wow. Got a little bit emotional at that time because I wasn't with my family. I couldn't say bye to the kids, couldn't mm. say bye to my wife. Um, yes, yeah, so I remember being a little bit emotional. That's all quite emotional. Um, I remember them being taken up the stairs, whisked to the hot to the RUH. Um, and here it gets a little bit, because I, I was in and out of consciousness. Mm. Um, I remember having MRI scans. Um, I can remember my uh, daughters being at my bedside. They came at some point with my wife. Wow. Um, um, Sarah since told me she had spoken to one of the nurses. Um, so they, they knew one another. Uh, and Sarah's colleague, this is my wife, Sarah, uh, her colleague looked at her and just with that, that kind of, mm. that glare, this isn't good. Mm. Uh, and Sarah knew, you know, this was pretty serious. So, yeah, I'd had um, a brain hemorrhage. So, in my temporal lobe, so this part just here, I'd had my head open. Well, eventually I had my head open, but it's just here. Uh, an AVM, so big, uh, which is a bundle of vessels, which shouldn't have been there. A congenital condition, didn't know I had it, mm. just bled. Um, so, this side, the hemisphere, hemisphere of my head was full of blood. Wow. Um, I shouldn't be sat here now, you know, talking to you. Um, I've been told so many times what a, a lucky individual I am to still be here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that kind of plays on to why I love life so much mm. uh, and what can I do now to, to move forward and help other people. Um, but, yeah, so going back to the hospital, in that, in that moment, I was saying goodbye to my kids mm. because they were my bedside, um, saying goodbye to my wife. Quite emotional now when I think back mm. about it. Power of focus thought. Um, and eventually I was taken to French A, uh, where I had this fantastic consultant, uh, Dr. Porter, who I suppose did life-saving operation on me. Cut me open here. Um, had a craniotomy. Had the AVM removed. Um I think it was supposed to be a six-hour procedure, but it ended up taking nine hours. I don't know why, mm. but um, I can remember coming uh, coming out of anesthesia, coming out of operation, and do you know what? That feeling, that the emotion at that time is like, I'm still here. Mm. I'm still alive. Um, I had no sensation in my left side still. I couldn't move it, but the fact I was lying in a bed and breathing, I had my family around me. I, don't, I can't ever say what that felt like in words mm. it was this moving moving um so then it was just a process of recovery mm. um i was told the first 72 hours of 
uh, of coming around from surgery were vital. It would be an indication of what I would get back. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're in that kind of situation and your back's against the wall, it's like, whoa, you know, what the hell are you going to do? It's like a, it is like that fight or flight. Mm. Um, and I absolutely knew from the very first moment, I absolutely knew I was going to walk again. Um, no two ways about it. Mm. So I had to get myself in those 72 hours out of bed. That was the goal. That's the, that's the chunking it down. That was the short term mm. goal. Get myself out of that bed. What was the, um, what was the kind of the advice from the doctors? Did, did, they, did they write you off from ever walking again? Uh, at that point, I honestly can't remember. Mm. There is, you know, this is the brain. It's like, they can't ever say, you're going to do this again. You're going to do that. Or you're not going to do this. Yeah. I, it's such a, an open, an open book. Um, I know what I know now and how powerful the brain is. Um, you know, I, I kind of get that. Mm. So that don't kind of build my hopes up too much, I suppose. Um, but then don't yep. kind of make me feel too bad. Um, but I, I, knew, I just knew I was going to walk again. Uh, where's that come so from? First, where's that come from? Yeah, yeah. That, how did you have such steely um, thoughts? So, I, sp- I think, I suppose my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, dad was um, always uh, a big believer um, in, in his own ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, not that you could do anything, but um, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. Everything's always up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, we spoke yesterday uh, and my first sports day uh, four or five years old I said to my mum I came home from school I'm going to win all the races mum I'm not also being arrogant at that age it's just I had this belief that I was I wanted to be Superman at that age as well (laughs) I think many boys did (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah anyway I, I did go I won all the races so somewhere inside of me is this is this kind of disciplined temperament that yes you can do it um and i could only assume it comes from a dad because mm-hmm. he had that kind of that kind of mindset um so yeah the first day of recovery day one i couldn't get out of bed mm-hmm. they had the electronic winch um i wouldn't move i just couldn't move mm-hmm. um and I also want to point out, at this point, I was also, I used, I've been a big believer in visualization. Mm-hmm. So for the, these next 72 hours, I was constantly thinking, my fingers were moving, my leg was moving, my arm was moving um, wow. all the time. Um, uh, I think it was day two, I moved, I don't know if I moved or I got, they got me out of bed, but certainly by day three, I was on the parallel bars. Yeah. Um, I was on, I was wheeled down, but I was on the parallel bars. <laughs> That's the bizarre, most bizarre sensation. When you stood on these bars, you know, you see it in films and in, in hospitals, having to re-engage the brain to then move your leg, mm. you know, just the shortest of distant distances. Um, and the first time I took however many steps, it was like I'd run a marathon. I was absolutely covered in sweat. Wow. 
I was absolutely exhausted. Um, it was the toughest workout I've ever done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but equally, the most rewarding workout I've ever done as well. Um, and yeah, so that was, it all stemmed from there. Uh, I had lots of paranoia. I was on a lot of medication. Uh, my brain chemicals were everywhere. My first few nights in the hospital, I thought someone was trying to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I boarded up my room. I managed to put my bed against the door so no one could get into me because I thought someone was trying to murder me. Mm. That's how, you know, that's how powerful the brain is. Mm. Um, and so from there I was moved to, uh, to Chippenham, Mm -hmm. uh, community hospital, which on the stroke unit. Um, and this is where the real intensive, I suppose my intensive, I put myself through intensive training started. Mm. It was like, okay, I can start to walk again. What can I do now? Um, and over time I built up doing pushups, started on the wall. So I, I'm a big believer in keep it simple, break it down. Mm. You know, I couldn't do push-ups on the floor. Started against the wall. Um, and I was just doing stuff every single day, pushing myself every single day, mm. more and more, further and further, to the point before I'd left hospital. So two, three months later, I was doing one-arm push-ups on my paralyzed side. Wow. Um, because I wanted it that bad. When you want something mm. that bad, you'll do anything to get there. Mm. What, um, and what I, drove you? What did you want? I wanted to pick my kids up again. Mm. I, wanted to, I wanted to hold them again. Yeah. Um, yeah, powerful, man. Yeah, it's, it's pretty powerful. I wanted to hold my wife. I wanted to do a multitude of things. I wanted to, to train again. I wanted to work again. I wanted it all again, mm. I suppose. Mm. And it was... You know, it was only down to me yeah. if I did it or not. Yeah. Love that. Moment. No one could do that for me. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, and I can remember they wanted to keep me in the hospital, but I, I wanted to get out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a great part of my life, mm-hmm. but it was important at that time. And I had to pass uh, a multitude of tests to be released from hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, I even had to go into to Sainsbury's in Chippenham and show that I could go in there mm-hmm. um, and do my own shopping uh, and handle money and, and all these kind of daily tasks that we take for granted. Yeah. Uh, and then I had, to, I had to go back to hospital and, and prepare it yeah. myself, uh, which for me is quite easy because I, I eat a lot of, I, at that time, I ate a lot of tuna salads. <laughs> prep, prep, Preparation-wise, it was a doddle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's restarting again i couldn't eat properly i wasn't using a knife and fork properly it was like being a toddler in an adult's body again Mm. um so quite quite a bizarre feeling wow but equally a part of it was like a um a bit of a clean slate it's like restarting again Mm -hmm. um being reborn into this adult's body um and a part of me wanted to make so many changes mm. in who I was before. I had chronic self-doubt before, really bad self-doubt. I had a lot of uh, confidence issues. I, doing something like this, talking to yourself on this now, of, <laughs> do you know what? I just, I just said, no way. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it enabled me to wipe a lot of stuff clean and, and start again. Yeah. Uh, rebuilt my body at a faster rate than I probably rebuilt my mind. Mm-hmm. 
because all of the all of that doubt, all of that confidence, that the issues that I had, all that all of that procrast- procrastination is that the mm-hmm. word? But yeah, um, it all came back mm-hmm. because our bodies are so re so wired to a certain behaviour pattern yeah. <clears throat> that a lot of that came back. So you know, I built this. I built my body back up a year later from leaving hospital. Within a year, I was on stage competing, um, which you know, even from the I knew I was going to do that. That was the that was a big goal, but I'd left that behind. Mm-hmm. That was so far behind, and it's only taken you know, it's 2010, 2011. I competed, and what will be now 2018, 2017, beginning of last year end of 2016 was when I really started to, this is, this is what's important. Mm-hmm. It's not this, it's that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I've just spent the whole of this last year mm. just working on mind, you know, um, and my wife has always said to me, if you could put what you put into your body, into your mind, what can you do? Because I was such a small believer in who I was mm-hmm. and what I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all I did. I channeled all my energy into reprogramming that. Mm. What's um, helped? And it's what sort of um, what sort of practices? What sort of resources have helped you? Surrounding myself with literature, reading, multitude of books, mm-hmm. listening, learning, um, telling myself, rewiring my neuro connections. Yeah. So you know. I would definitely say a multitude of times every day how useless I was, mm. how I couldn't do this, that, or the other because I had brain damage. You know, I have brain damage. So what What can't I do with it? Rather than being a victim of it, mm. what can I do? Mm. Um, yeah, so stop watching TV. No more TV. Um, I think I said to you yesterday, almost living like a bit of a monk lifestyle. Yeah. Um, it is a bit of a monk lifestyle as such, as in I'm so disciplined that I will not watch TV. I will ra- I'd rather study. I'd rather yeah. read something or, 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 or watch a podcast or something, something that's going to, something that's going to develop it. Yeah. Uh, and it's just so over this last year, it's got me to this point of what can't I do? Mm. So, and I don't just take one, you know, one individual's um, viewpoint. You know, I've taken on viewpoints from kind of top yoga gurus, the yogis, mystics, um, individuals like David Goggins, who just are just so out there and and ultra in everything they do. Mm -hmm. Um, Tony Robbins, uh, Les Brown, Dr. Wayne Dyer, um, uh, neuroscientists because mm-hmm. um because of what's happened to my brain i've got this hu- this real passion and appetite for for the brain and understanding how we can rewire we have this capacity to rewire our brains that, that was, that's the most amazing sensation that's, that's just that's phenomenal mm. so you know we have the capacity to literally change. I've changed my personality mm-hmm. from this individual who's so shy and timid. I wouldn't, I wouldn't answer the phone. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't answer the phone uh, for 
all of my recovery and before I had my incident because I was afraid of myself. I was afraid of who I was. Mm. I was afraid of what people thought about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a horrible place to be because you start to restrict yourself from doing so mm-hmm. many things. I wouldn't, if somebody um, approached me and was confrontational, although I'm a big guy, I was a pussycat. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm not, I'm very, I was a very shy and timid individual because I had no confidence in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so with all the stuff that so, you're doing, because tell, tell us a little bit about the stuff that you do now um, with your business and, and how that came about. Where did the inspiration for that come about? Yeah, so what are we now, Mark? So a year February, just just this last month, my dad died two days after his birthday, um, which mm. was a very big moment for me. Yeah. Um, and I can remember, I'm a, I remember his, his funeral, um, and I, I did a reading at his funeral. Um, before this, I declined to do a reading. I was the best man for my brother at his wedding just a couple of years before. And I declined to do the speech because I was afraid of, of myself mm-hmm. um, and what people would think about me. But I thought, Dad's gone. I need to honour him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did this reading, um, wrote it out myself. And he was, he was there with me. He was there with me all the way. I cried the, the entire way through this reading uh, of my dad at the, at the funeral. But at the same time, when I'd, when I'd done it, I came out, I thought, okay, dad's gone, but what can't I do? Mm. If I can get through this, if I can muster my way through, fight these tears back and, and speak about, you know, something that's so dear to me mm-hmm. and I've overcome, you know, an array of people in front of me, if I can do that in front of people, what can't I do? Mm. Uh, and just thinking back to how, you know, things like my wife had said to me, if you could apply yourself, what you've done to your body, to your mind, what can't you do? So, um, yeah, that was kind of the start. Um, and then I thought, I'm not happy because we all we're all questioning all the time. We're all we're all thinking thousands and thousands of thoughts every day, and most of them are the same thoughts every day. And I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. I had a job. Um, I wasn't a great husband. I was a shocking husband. Um, I wasn't even a great father at times. So what can I do to, to get me better? What can I do to help my family to, to further myself? Mm-hmm. I've, always, I've always been passionate about health and fitness. Um, and now I had this passion for, um, for the brain and mm-hmm. also helping other people. How can I use my experiences to help other people? Um, so through, through the journey that I've been on and, and, and the, the massive experience and what I've learned also. Mm. So this I, thought, I started looking at ways to open up my own business. Um, and November last year, I, an opportunity came up to, to start this studio. And it was like, whoa, got to do it. I've got to do it. I couldn't. I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to think back to my dad. So my dad had died 
I don't want to go to my deathbed mm -hmm. without having given everything in my life to my family, to, to who I am, to what I can do. I have to give 110% to this life. I'm only here one time mm. and then I'm gone. Um, and I don't want to have any regrets when, when, I'm, when it's my time to go. So it was like, jump in, mm. jump in. Um, uh, and I managed to sort out a kind of a bit of a buffering. So uh, financially, yeah, it's been mm -hmm. difficult. Mm -hmm. um, but if I don't jump now, it's kind of I'll never jump. So mm -hmm. I jumped. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm kind of falling through the sky at the moment. There's a lot of bumps, and but I've overcome. Uh, I've overcome the stroke and paralysis. Um, I've overcome depression three or four times as a result of what's happened to me. Um, my dad's died. Um, I nearly lost my wife and my kids because of what happened. I'd become a horrible husband uh, and father. Mm -hmm. I moved out of the family home. Um, you know, if I, if I can overcome all of this stuff, why not go ahead and do this? There's nothing we cannot overcome. I can't say enough to everybody that might be watching out that you, you can overcome anything in this life. Mm. It's inside all of us. It's seriously inside all of us. We can do anything. We need to believe in self. Mm. That is, we need to believe in ourselves. Yeah, love that, man. How do you, so someone comes down to the Fit Studio in Bradford Navon. Tell us some of the ways in which you're, you're helping pass on your own experiences to other people. Um, so it started for me. Um, looking at self. Mm -hmm. um, so I might ask people to, to uh, what I did, I wrote down all of my weaknesses, um, how they made me feel, but I also wrote down my strengths as well. We need to look at ourselves. We need to look at self um, and be truthful. Mm -hmm. We need to be seriously truthful. At one point, I was a weak man. I was a, a nasty, horrible, weak man. Um, because I was horrible to my to my wife and my children, and what was what's making me feel that way? Why why am I like that? And it was because of this doubt. It was because of this didn't like confrontation. It was this self hatred almost of mm -hmm. self. And and how can I how can I make that better? Um, so that's when all this started. Mm -hmm. um, and I started to appreciate the power of the mind and body balance the link. Yeah. So the more I pushed myself physically, the more I would challenge that because the, the, sorry, but you can no, say yeah, go, I was just, no, I was just going to say, you, you've said a couple of times, um, keep it simple, break it down. You've said it yeah. a few times. I'm just interested to know what, what does that mean to you? And, and why is that important? Um, so I'll, for example, I took uh, my youngest Albany swimming today. She's six. So she had her been doing her swimming lessons um, and I was getting her today to swim underwater underneath my legs. I'm sure you can remember doing that as a kid. <laughs> um, you know, and she couldn't do it to begin with. She, we had these, these little float things that would sink and she'd have to retrieve them. So I was like, okay, you can't go that far down. So we'd start, start you know, just a certain low level below the water and it just progressed further every time. Mm. Keep it simple, break it down. Mm. Um, 
just as an example, um, I forgot where I was going to go now, mate. No, that's cool. <laughs> that's no, that's cool. So, um, tell us, you know, where where can people find you? Where can people follow you? Where can people come out and check out your classes? Uh, so I'm on the Holt Road, Westdale Gardens, um, in Bradford and Avon. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram, uh, Fit Studio for inspirational training. Uh, yeah, the Fit Studio is for inspirational training. Studio is just called Fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Facebook. There's a Facebook page, Fit. Uh, Twitter. So everything's Fit or for inspirational training. Um, because I believe there's nothing we can't do. And I'll work with anybody and everybody to challenge them to become mm. the best they can be. And no matter what your medical history is, no matter what you're feeling, I, I'm not being arrogant. Mm. I just know through my experience and by chunking it down, by keeping it simple and building it up, whatever your goal may be, whatever your current level of fitness or health may be, I can help and support you to to become to do whatever you want to do Love that. by 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 chunking it down by breaking it down and moving forward yeah that's all that's all it is it's discipline it's reprogramming that mm. stop thinking stop doubting yourself start to realize how great you are yeah. push yourself that bit more because you can do it get out of your comfort zone this is a big one get out of your comfort zone really big one yeah. The more I've put myself in discomfort, the more I've discovered what I, who I am and what I can do. Yeah, yeah. Love that. It's um, the thing I kind of have been talking about in, in terms of like this interview is, is talking about it's really a mind over matter story. And, you know, I think your testament to that, mate, you're an absolute inspiration. I, I, I'm really, Thank you, I'm really grateful for the things that you've shared and your, your knowledge and your experience. Guys, if there's any questions that you've got, for Phil, um, then please do just chuck them in the comments. We can either answer them now or catch up later. But please do push our faces. Make sure you go um, give Phil a follow. Go and check out his, his content. Uh, and my last kind of question for you really is um, my coaching ethos um, is all about being always better than yesterday. Helping people be always better yeah, than love yesterday. That. What does that love phrase that. mean to you? Progression. Mm. Everyday progression. Um so for myself, I wake up every morning, I do my breathing every morning, I have a cold shower every morning. What can I do today? What, make a list today. What can I do today that was different from yesterday? How can I, how can I grow today from yesterday? Mm. That's what it's all about every day. Um, and I've actually got to the point now where every day, Monday through Sunday, um, it is, that's all it is. It's progression every single day. It might be taking an extra minute in a cold shower. It might be taking, adding on 30 seconds of holding my breath in the breathing technique. It might be going to a networking event and speaking to more people because, you know, I go to these events and I'm still, I'm still nervous mm-hmm. you know, talking to you tonight. I was apprehensive before I came on. Mm-hmm. But if I don't do this stuff, yeah. I don't grow who I am. Yeah. I can't, I'm not furthering myself. I'm not growing who I am. Mm-hmm. Life's all about growth. We're designed to grow. We're designed to overcome. Mm. Um, so, you know, I'd love now, my, my thing now to take forward is I want to inspire, I want to get as many people moving because movement is so important 
in who we are, to what, what we're designed to do. Yeah. Move, grow, overcome. That's, that's what we're designed for. That's what the brain and the body is meant, is meant to do. Love it. Love it. Um, literally just had to pick my jaw up, Haley says. So inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> Hugely inspiring, mate. Um, definitely, guys, girls, if you're catching up on the, on the podcast, if you're catching up on YouTube, please do go and check out Phil's content. Please do leave your review. Um, and, mate, honour and a privilege to, to connect. I'm, I'm grateful to the, uh, to the two people that one week that said, hey, you need to go connect with Phil. <laughs> it, it was, um, I, I don't know if you heard me when I was saying, but I, I said, you know when you're surrounded by the right people, when you start to put your own content out and the, and the other people then start to, to connect you with so it's because of those people that we're speaking today. So thank you, Chris. Yeah. Thank you, Hayley Bell. Uh, really, yeah. really, really grateful to them for connecting me with you. Um, I'm definitely going to come down and um, have a little work. Yeah, I said you need to come down. Come down with Chris. Yeah. <laughs> come down with Chris and Hayley. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you can beast me. And um, yeah. absolutely. Uh, do me a favor, my friend. Leave us with a final thought from your good self. Uh, a really key thing for me. Yeah, I know, I'm talking about growing and overcoming a lot, but Wayne Dyer said, has a saying of have an open mind to everything, but attach it to nothing. Mm. I think that's a really key, powerful thing because when you, when you can hold that thought, frustration, anger, expectation, you can let it all go. Mm. I, was a, I was an angry individual for a long time uh, and I would lash out and I was, I was quite violent. Mm. nothing like that now mm. I have no expectation the only expectation is what I have of myself mm. what people think of me what people I I, I have no I can't have a, I have no impact on that what they think and feel about me why should I worry about that you know don't let what other people think about you stop you from doing what you want to do yeah you yourself everybody that might be watching this all amazed we're all amazing people we're all we've all got something inside of us that is unique and it's getting it out there to the world because we're, we're all fantastic individuals. We, you know, I just, I love everybody. Yeah. Life is great. Love it. <laughs> Mate, it's been an honour and a privilege. I can't stop smiling. Guys, girls, please <laughs> do get, push our faces, give Phil a follow. Uh, and do you know what? More importantly, just share this with one person you think needs to hear this story. Um, it doesn't need to be on your timeline. It doesn't need to be hundreds. Just to one person. If we can make a difference by sharing Phil's story, that one person more, then that's how we change the world, one person at a time. Phil, you're a gent. Definitely. Thank you, my friend. Cheers, and, right. And Thank come you. Down and I will definitely see you soon. Spot on. Take care, everybody. Awesome, dude. Cheers. <laughs>